Welcome to Crouch, Bind, Set, the podcast where we talk about rugby, especially the front row. I'm John, and joining me are Dylan and JT. Let's get into this week's action. All right, boys. So, how's the week? Uh, week's been all right. Um, a little sleep deprived at the moment. Also, probably a little depressed after yesterday. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get into that. Dylan, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. The week was started out a little hectic with work, but uh, calmed down and just had a good chill week after that. That's not too bad. So we had preseason yesterday, and uh, we're still getting bodies out, which is good. So that's very encouraging. Yeah. What was not encouraging? Well, maybe not. <laughs> we'll see how people feel. Was that not the strangest opening round of a Six Nations? It's bizarre. Every, each game, I had that same thought. I'm like, what is going on right now? It was it was odd. France, uh, Ireland did not see that going that way. But I, I, I don't even know what to think. And then you watched Dupont play for like to lose. I know last night, and you're uh, thinking, just like, yeah, "Are you shit. kidding me? Oh Are you kidding me?" Um, yeah, I guess shouldn't be surprised though, because Ireland's like Ireland is the one team with I think they have 13 guys over 30. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, France has seven, and then everyone else, else had two, one. Yeah, and the whole camp, I think, <laughs> or the squad, whatever. Yeah. yeah, which was amazing to think about. Ireland's consistency, like they they didn't even get out of second gear. I'd say they were really good. No, but they still weren't like peak. It, uh, it seemed like they were almost waiting for France to actually fight back, and then and then have to show more cards or more of their hand. It was an odd, it's odd. It was weird. Yeah, it was. I mean, even if Williams hadn't twice hit the uh, oh. self destruct button for the whole squad, like it just they never felt like. They were up for it, to be honest. Yeah. I think Willems may have doomed his future. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. We'll find a different uh, qualified on resident lock. <laughs> so. Odd. Yeah. Odd. No, he, he showed that he just wasn't he, he wasn't ready for it. I mean, it's been yeah. a long while since he's played. Yeah, at that level. At, Test yeah, level, at yeah. that level. And uh, he just, he, I mean, he looked shattered. By the whole thing, I felt I felt for the guy. Yeah, but it could have been a red on the first one. Yeah, yeah, that, that was it. Like you couldn't even. They said during the game you couldn't have disputed either one. It was like what? Like they were just very clear offenses. Odd. Or such. It, it's 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 tough because even like your regular spectators watching it, because a lot of people watch Six Nations. You're looking at a lot of interactions throughout all three games, and any of them could have you could see yellows, reds everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Right, and no one can really tell the difference. So I I I could see how the first one was yellow. I could also see how it would have been a red. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I kind of like it when they shade towards the idea of let's find reasons not to make this a red more than let's find reasons to send this guy off permanently. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the same. Especially how fast the game is, how big everyone is. Like, it's easy to get it slightly wrong, maybe graze someone in the cheek and red them. Right. I mean... Like the the way that the bodies were were dipping down on that first yellow, you know, there was, there was certainly room. I mean, you could say it's a red, but there was certainly room to say no, that's a yellow because there's no way he could have adjusted to that. And yeah. fair enough. Yeah. yeah, you saw that in the uh, Scotland game. Actually, they quickly reviewed the Luke, uh, Luke Crosby coming in to right. support. And he his his head hit Castello Castello's, Castello's head or shoulder, and then his shoulder kind of his face. But like, I like the way the refs quickly like no like. 
he got literally, if he had gone any lower, he would have literally lifted his own teammate up. Yeah, there was nothing else God, He's bent at the knees and the hips, which I like. They pointed out both separate. Yeah, that's and, true. Like, he couldn't have done much else. But. So when it comes to England, or excuse me, when it comes to Ireland, France, I think we have to conclude missing DuPont is a bigger deal than missing Johnny Sexton. Uh, yes, yes, because Ireland played a... They, they played similar to what they did, but in a way that was... Sexton does a lot of the looping, which gives him time, because yeah. he's so good at decision-making, it gives him more time. Crowley doesn't seem like he needs the time because he's more at the line in a weird way. Yeah. yeah and his passing's quite sharp, and he's quick off his feet and stuff like that. So they they very... I noticed they varied their game differently. Um, the stuff online was pretty funny. Even Stephen Ferris is like on TV saying... I guess the one thing holding Ireland's attack back all these years apparently have been sexted, <laughs> right? Which was kind of funny. That's a hell of a thing to say. That's what wow. I thought too, right? Uh, the, the game that was surprising was Ireland should have had more of a lead in the first 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. Yes, Which I is agree. funny. And for me, the biggest person who made the difference for France was probably someone who may get overlooked the most, like they always do, is Winnie Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time there was a scrum... Porter was taken to task well, exactly. every just, single time. Just yeah. ruined. Yeah. Yes. Antonio he was, was it worth a wash or Porter was destroyed. Yeah. Was he, yeah. So he kept France in the game single handedly mm. just yeah. by scrumming. Yeah. And obviously being 135 Yeah, he's a big ass hand that's keeping it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> single handedly, yeah. So. Yeah, it's true. It's, uh, I would have to agree with that because when you look at France's performance across the board, I mean, Penno did what Penno does, and, you know, he made the most of the opportunities that he was given. Fiku didn't necessarily have a bad game, but he didn't have a great game. No, he played really good on defense, because there was a couple times where I found myself thinking, like, he just made a tackle he had no business making, but right. because the guy beside him wasn't even remotely in the right spot. Right. But at attack, I can't even picture him running the ball, honestly. The centers no, were awful. But, Francis yeah. centers were yeah. awful. And those are two, I consider, two world-class centers. Yeah. Right. One of the better pairs in the world. Exactly. And they were awful. Yeah. Listen, Fickel, only on D was he good yesterday. Uh, no. Whatever day, Friday. That was it. Tied Burns try. You see Dante split between both. Oh, it was made terrible. No decision. I know. Yeah. I was just got frozen. Yeah, yeah. I was already thinking at the time, like, Dante's kind of, I think, playing himself out. Yeah. And uh, you know you got the guy on the wing that's actually a center more than capable of doing a job. It, it, so, was, right. it was odd. It was odd. But when it comes to the centers, Bundiaki, how is this guy at this stage in his career playing himself into the best form I've ever seen him have? Yeah, it's unbelievable. 34. It's just absolutely astonishing. I thought that he was out of the center pairings. He was certainly the one that shone for me. And I think that he was a genuine, significant weapon in attack. You ever remember him at the Chiefs, Dylan? You ever remember watching? I him caught at the a little Chiefs? bit of it. A little I saw. Bit of it. I saw like a little bit to the point where it was like, "Oh, cool! This guy's actually pretty good." Yeah. But he was 15, 20 kilos lighter. Right. He's just like, and if you ever see the photos, check out the photos. It's interesting. Yeah. He's a good player, but I thought he was your second ten when he was playing. He yeah, wasn't exactly. the physical twelve. Yeah. Right. Now he is. So I'm making that. No, move north really for guys from yeah. the Chiefs because James Lowe look he added a second person to Still his frame a dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely and I can say that because I've played against the guy yeah. he's a fucking dick yeah. yep. and like even in like off commentary like conversations with people have and even like guys outside of camp make jokes that he's a dick yeah so when you're playing with a guy and you think he's a dick I know he's a fucking yeah. dick like, yeah. come on. but anyways yeah 
Okay, so we've very clearly established, let the record show, James Lowe is a dick. And if we had video, you would see how angry I am by yeah. just hearing his name. Yeah, so... He did, in fact, roll the sleeves up like you're getting ready to throw. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Oh, he'd kill yeah. me. He'd kill me. He doesn't look oh, big. Oh, yeah, great player. But he doesn't look yeah. big, but, like, in real life, he's fucking quite large. Yeah. So, sorry. No, we're not sorry, James Lowe. Scratch that. We're not sorry at all. No. 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 You respect that you're a dickhead. So that is Ireland's... Biggest win over France. Mm-hmm. I just assumed it had to be. France's biggest loss at home since 1913. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got too. Yeah. Uh, that's second biggest. It's Ireland's second biggest victory, sorry, versus against Le Bleu. I think it's the biggest in France. Yeah. 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 Which is, no, the whole thing's astonishing. I didn't even know what to make of that game because I was all wrapped I, I up for it. Yeah. I was like, this is an opening night that is also the final. And how crazy is this? But the game itself, I mean, the occasion gave it tension and yeah. gave it excitement. Like, yeah, like in my head, I was kind of going into watching into watch that with the same feeling of the World Cup opener, France-New Zealand. Like, right. this is going to be potentially the game of the tournament. And then the host forgot to show up this time. Yep. It was weird. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. I don't want to get too like into the, the patterns of play and stuff like that and to what, what Ireland were doing, but there's two things that stuck out for me. And... One is one really annoys me. The first one was Dupont playing for France. I think would have made a difference overall later on in the game when the game breaks up. Right. Yeah. But in the beginning, if you saw Luku, who is fucking good, yep. very good player. Yeah. He they were all over him. He had no no chance to breathe. Right. And I think back to last year when when Dupont did play against Ireland, same thing kind of happened. But Dupont is the way of escaping some things. But he was also put under a lot a lot of pressure. Right. A lot of stuff come up, comes offline because of DuPont, so I can't see... And they did, clearly didn't change that with Luku. They still kind of stick to the same pattern. Yeah. New attack coach. Mm-hmm. There's also that, because their attack was very poor in the game itself. New attack coach. That's so true. I didn't realize it was a new attack coach. That makes sense. There's new attack coach, new scrum coach for France. Scrums didn't matter. No. Ireland, Ireland need to get their scrums sorted, because if they go against a team that is just going to scrum them off the park even more, they, they could... Yeah. Ruin a grand slam, which is right. first back to back ever if they do it. Right, like I, I like Porter, but I can no longer defend his inclusion in the team if that's how he's going to scrum. Yeah. You have no one to take his spot. It's, it's true. What I said last time when it's we true. talked about it. There's no one there willing to give his spot to that has any cast besides Keen Healy. In. Well, that's I, that blew my mind. Yeah, exactly. When he came on 15 minutes into the game. And is I think Porter was getting an HIA. Yeah. And it's Keen Healy is your choice. Like I mean, heck, that heck of a front row bench they had. Yeah, but alarm bells but, are ringing, man. Yeah. At that point, it's like that's your first alternate. No, that that's not good enough. No, and it. And the one thing that fucking infuriates me is Ireland at the Rock. They get away. They get <laughs> away with murder. Everything. You know, you guys remember how back in the day they always used to talk about the All Blacks being the masters of dark arts, doing things no one lo- no one sees. Like yeah. Little pushes. Watch Ireland. Yeah, you all see, over. You see it. They're in <laughs> the way. Even hiding. Yeah. Hands are on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. They're always slowing the ball down for an extra couple seconds. <clears throat> which again, you get away with all the power to you. Dick Dicko let them do whatever they kind of wanted to a certain yeah. point. The Rucks were like warfare. You let they them were. go. They but. but and I don't want to look at screenshots. I don't want to look at angles, whatever. Every time someone had a good handle on a ball and a jackal, you can make the case that his hands are on the floor. Yes. Absolutely. Right? And when you're France, 
and everything you do is off nine. You need speed at the ruck. No speed, yeah. your game plan is gone to shit. Yeah. And Ireland destroyed him at the ruck, legally or illegally. I'm not sure. I'm not a ref, unfortunately. Thankfully. Well, exactly. It's one of those shame on the ref because if Ireland, why would you stop? But yeah, exactly. Like they no. don't. They don't even like. You said the All Blacks hit it. Ireland doesn't hide it. Like they're not. I mean, first, first of all, they're wearing bright green, and they're all super. Like it? they're not. It's unbelievable to watch. Well, that that leads me into talking about the player of the match, which was Joe McCarthy. Yeah. And which was interesting. That was your call from yeah. last week. Oh, my okay. my of course call was Josh Rainer for yeah, yeah. who was there. Yeah. So that was nice of him. He yeah. was there. But uh, McCarthy really seemed to have a knack for getting himself into the breakdown and if that's the way he's going to be refed why would he not stop yeah, exactly. doing that hey I'm a skyscraper but somehow they're not seeing me doing this stuff yeah it's like when I used to laugh when Suter used to do stuff illegal I feel like guy's 6 for 10 how are you missing this? how do you not notice because there were a couple of times when he would put like an experimental hand on the ball yeah. to see if he was going to uh, get uh, called like the kid with his hand on a cookie jar am I called am I am I yeah. Nope, I guess I'm stealing yeah, this one. Yeah, I'm having a cookie. Yep, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the way he played. Uh, no, he had a superb game. and uh, yeah, He's only going to be 23 in the next month. It's wild how Ireland keeps on discovering people. It's like, what we forgot that one on the shelf. And they got really lucky with Ty Byrne. Yeah. Because they cast him aside and went to the, was it Scarlet's? Right, A right. couple years, and they're like, we need this guy back. Yeah, we're like, sorry. Wow. Yeah. It does, and it doesn't look like the production line stopping anytime soon. No. U, Ireland U twenties just beat France U twenties last night. Yeah, and then even Munster. I can't going think for the of third. Munster have these two young guys that locked. The one guy just oh. he went hurt, but like U twenties are going for their third. They just oh. won two back to back Grand Slams. They're going for a third one this year. Okay, That's so great. good to know. Yeah. So let's talk about Italy England. Oh, do we have to? Uh, well, out of one of three games we're talking about, I figured we gotta. I picked England to win. It was just demoralizing to watch. Yeah. So here, here's the point that uh, that I want to make because rarely do I give credit to Steve Borthwick, but when he looked at that game in the first half and how Ireland, excuse me, Italy was attacking, you look at that second half, how England's defense came out and adjusted to Italy's attack strategy. He shut them down. Yeah. He blanked them out. Now, because it's England, they immediately squeezed all life out of the game, went to set piece and dominated everything and just slowly ground their foot into Italy's throat. But I was very impressed because it was like, all right, I have diagnosed how Italy is attacking and I know what we need to do in order to stop it. And they did. One of the best halftime adjustments of the weekend. Yeah. I don't think... I think think it'd be less... It's less tactical if you think about the way they did it. The, the, the defense they incorporate now is basically what the Springboks do. They leave yeah, you exactly. space on the sides, and they threaten everything in close. Instead of man-on-man blitz, they mm. come in and they crowd the space. They crowd everything. Yeah. And if you can go around them, good, good on you. England in the first half looked like they were in two minds. They still couldn't figure out their own new system. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, they've only been together for two weeks. Every Not every team's had all their players for two weeks, but apparently it's an issue for England. Um, yeah. Um, again, it, Borthwick, when he comes out and says things, they didn't have enough time to train. It's like, dude, you've had your squad for two weeks. Scotland haven't had their full squad. Wales haven't had their full yeah, squad. Yeah, Relax, buddy. You get what you yeah, get. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure of all the nations, you get the better hand. So, Anyways, besides that, so if you watch it again, you'll see they're like kind of in two minds. Mm. And some guys are kind of seem to understand the system better than others. So there's kind of gaping holes. And Italy's skills in the first half were tremendously better as well. Yeah, that's yeah. true. 
And then the second half, they sharpened up where they, they seemed like they committed more in the short blitz. And then the wide stuff was like, hey, fuck, if you can get it that far, good luck. Yeah, exactly. But if you look at it, you'll see that at 12 and 13, they were coming in hard. They were sniping. And yeah. they were absolutely corralling Italy so that Italy was throwing these desperate over-the-top passes to try to get to the outside. Yeah. That's it. Like, if you beat with that 50-50 ball, I'm sure. Yeah. But Italy. Yeah. You give them, if you put them under pressure for those 50-50s, there's a good chance. Yeah. Also, one note that I made, so I found it was quite interesting, especially as we, I thought because we're talking about the England's new basically like almost suicide bomber approach on defense, but it's going to absolutely rush you. Yeah. The first time Underhill's name was mentioned was 28 minutes in. That's a guy you think would be ideal for this. So maybe they just weren't seeing things, but I forgot he was on the field. I did too. Until the 28 minute mark. And then I made me realize, wait, who's their number eight today? I never heard Ben Earl for a while either. Yeah. It, been, it was a very odd. Even when the game started to swing England's way, they those two somehow still weren't it's true. part of it. it was they absolutely odd. went missing. Okay, so two things that, that I would raise. One, something that's very obvious, everybody can agree on. Freddie Stewart is the master of the air. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the one that impressed me the most was that Garbisi did that little chip over Ruffalo. He missed it by, like, three feet. Yeah. The distance and Freddie Stewart just didn't even jump. He just ran straight full smack into it, caught it, knowing I'm going to get destroyed. Yeah, bounced out of the three guys somehow. But that for me was like, wow. So you, that is how committed you are. So because you know your job. So English, yeah. six foot four. He's uh, a big lad. Yeah, can't run, but can catch. But it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. And Alex Mitchell's box kicks were peerless on the day. That was like yeah. Faf to Clark two years ago level. Yeah, yeah, his box kicks were very well. He. Very accurate. Yes. In where he was putting them. Always putting them under pressure. But that's still not the best Alex Mitchell we can see. Mm. No. Because to be honest, I would expect kicking from him because I know he he had apparently had a pretty good chance going pro soccer as well. Oh, really? Football for you overseas. <laughs> 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 yeah. But sort he apparently was a very well, like high regarded soccer player. So it's like, okay. That's actually funny. Danny Carey was on like a Ch- Chelsea Academy? Yeah, oh, he was in the Chelsea really. Academy growing up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, both. Except for that's two to three of their nines in the yeah. So now I I asked you guys to watch Joe Marler and focus on Joe Marler in particular. Seven runs, one meter. Yeah. <laughs> what a beast. Yeah. Well, so it was funny because I, I did, I found out, that was the first time I've noticed it. But then I also found there was other things like he was actually, he's got better footwork. Because there was a couple times where he should have lost five meters, but he only lost three. <laughs> okay, like you just... God, again, that kind of speaks to Italy's defense a bit. Yeah. But also, yeah, I'd never really noticed. There's, well, I'll say it off camera because there's a certain guy that two, maybe all three of us played with at some point who do a similar thing when they catch the ball, they turn to cement and just freeze and wait to get hit. Gotcha. But then think because they recycled the ball that it was successful carry. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, the one thing that I would say. My happy Joe Marler moment, because he always does one thing or two that just makes me go, oh, okay, I kind of like that. Even though, like I say, I think he's going along. When Elliot Daly got carded for the trail, and so he goes and he goes off the field, and there were a bunch of his England compatriots on the line who were patting his shoulder, oh, rough one, buddy, whatever. And Joe Marler just looks at him like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Doesn't say a word yeah. to him, turns around and walks back yeah. to the bench. And I was like... Thank you, Joe. Yeah. That is exactly what Elliot Daly deserves. Yeah. And if more people would do that, he'd be a better human being. Oh, yeah. Well, I liked was Daly walking off the car, shaking his head. I'm like, 
But he's shaking your head, but you kicked him in the shin. <laughs> there was like, either you were trying to plant for the ground and you forgot which direction the floor was. was I don't brutal. know. Oh, shaking his head, I'm like that was the most obvious thing I've ever seen. Like, in the commentary, you mean like it's instinctual? It's not. It's not deliberate. Yeah, the tripping generally you, isn't. Yeah, you kicked him. It's in not the based chin. on deliberate. Yeah, like, deliberate. You still <laughs> kicking. Oh. That was the only cave. Like, wasn't deliberate. What was he deliberately trying? To <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else that looks like that. Fischetti, like, uh, the Italian loose head, looked good. Yeah, he did. Played for he all. did. Man, I love that guy. I love watching that guy play. I think he's. I think he's very good. Yeah. I'd like to see him in a. I'd like him. I'd like to see him at a good team like Northampton Queens or something where they move the ball because I think I think he could add value because I think off. Besides his core roles, I think he's a very good loose head. I was gonna say, I think, uh, I think he's almost what Andrew Porter wants to be, because mm. this guy is better scrummager. Yeah, and like he said, open play, he's always there. Yeah, man. Like as far, in terms of open play, in terms of prop, I think Andrew Porter could be one of the best in the world. Yeah, oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like, I, well, there were Fischetti's got that plus to scrumming. Yeah, man. there were a bunch of Italians who could hold their heads up. I thought Lorenzo Canoni. Had a very oh, yeah. very good game. Mm-hmm. I thought Menoncello had a fantastic Who the hell is that guy? game. I've never heard of him. He's my, just my coming, new faith. Yeah. He's coming back off injury. Yeah. Okay. And between wow. Menoncello and Juan Ignacio Brax at thirteen, it's like that's actually a decent center pairing. One of the better did, center pairings so on, on the weekend. They did so. And they much. got great form too, coming from Benetton, right? And yeah. They, they switch apparently. They played the reverse. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then it was, was it was even funnier because as soon as they pointed that out, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch. And they were always lined up the yeah. other way anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, basically, you can get whatever shirt you want. We're still going to play this way. We don't care. I like, <laughs> I like, again, it sucks for Italy because they're playing in a competition that is like grueling week in, week out. Like, there's no mercy because no one wants to lose one game. Correct. No. So it's, it's unforgiving. But this is, this has got to be one of the greatest collections of Italian players you're ever going to see. Oh, yeah. It breaks my heart because I wonder where the win's going to come from. Because everybody, everybody who's watched Italy over the past two, three years knows, I mean, the Wales victory, since the Wales victory, they deserve another one based on how they're playing. But they're not getting exactly. it. And the question comes, where are they going to get it from? They're playing Ireland, for God's yeah, sake. It's not like Ireland's going to drop the ball on that one. No. Uh, now, having said that with my prediction read for the past week, we'll see, how, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what's happening. Well, hopefully. I mean... The difference between winning and losing at that level, right, is, is just little little errors. The thing with Italy is they they like they do make little errors. They do. They they there's, yeah. They they there were some real blunders. You know what I mean. So it's it's tough for them until they can clean a lot of that stuff up. Because like England made a shit ton of handling errors, especially in the first half. But overall, as a, as a whole, they're so well oiled that they're gonna overcome you eventually. Right. Yeah, and that's what most teams do to Italy. They just wait for their opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. one part of the game I really liked was the amount of penalty kicks England did, and I liked it in the sense that they were basically like admitting Italy's defense was yeah, really that's true. solid. Yeah. Is they knew like early on they made the shift like okay this they're not giving us much. So I mean again they actually scored less tries than Italy yeah. on the day, but. Well, I mean, it's like they say when a side chooses to take the points over trying for for the for the try, that's a sign of respect. Yeah. It's like we need to take you seriously. We need to keep the the scoreboard moving uh, because we don't know what our next opportunity is going to be. And further to your point, JT, I think this is the tragedy of Italy. It's that whole thing of you've got if you're Italy, you have to be successful at everything if you're going to win. Yeah. And the team you're playing against. If you miss once, they can miss a few times. But if you miss once, that's game. Yeah, exactly. And if you're Italy, 
you are going to miss a couple of times. There were some absolute brain fades in there, some knock-ons, yeah. what have you. And it's like, Italy, you're killing yourselves. And, you know, England's just going to wait on it. I did realize, and I did learn, that the entire coaching staff for Italy is the same except the head coach. Right, yeah. So the only thing that's, so changed, the only thing that's changed is the head coach, which in itself is weird, but hopefully that continuity will will favor them yeah. in this tournament. Because um, everything I've read about this Gonzalo guy or... Oh, Gonzalo Casada. Everything I've read about him, it says good, there's a lot of good things out there. So let's hope he can put whatever missing piece they have together. Right. Because again, there's a very good collection of players there. That like, It's exciting to watch Italy games where in the past you'd watch them, probably not as excited because you no. figured it was one way and one way only. Yeah. If you're watching all the games on a weekend, that's the one you put on in the background while you're doing your chores. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let's, let's hope that makes the difference. Italy did play very well. I don't want to undercut them either because a lot of England's handling errors, one, because England sucked, yeah. and two, Italy was putting them under pressure. The thing that I love the most is everyone was really excited because England was trying to play a bit, mm. but trying to play and then playing are two different things. They couldn't execute anything. It's like they're so scared of trying to execute what they're right. going for. Their attacking shape looked very awful at points, and then other times when they did break the game line, it's just like, oh, fuck, look, it's a miracle. We broke the line. Like, they look so good. Right. Yeah. There was on that, but there was several times during the game when, like I said, they were trying to do some fancier stuff. And I thought maybe this is why they always play boring rugby because they can't do this. <laughs> they can't seem to do it. <laughs> it's not like they choose that. Like, hey, this is the only card I have. We need to do this. Or like, it was weird. The person I feel the most for in that entire game is Frazier Dingwall. Mm. He's yeah. had to wait so long, and I, in my opinion, it was a debut from hell. I think. Mm. Oh god, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think out of all the different. Sites that I saw the best rating he got was like four to ten. Oof. It was funny because like I actually made a note about that. Like there were five debutants on the day. You know, Dingwall's dad's Scottish. Could have gone that way if he had right. wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, Roots is originally from New Zealand. Yeah, Finn Smith, obviously Scottish and uh, British and Irish lion grandfather. Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, Cunning, Cunningham South. Was born in England, but at four, his family was in New Zealand, and I don't mm -hmm. think he came back until after done schooling and that. And then obviously, Waboso, I just wrote, is Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> is Welsh. But it was interesting because it was, but it's uh, in a funny way, it was almost like, I was saying that in a compliment way, where like England's finally opening up the doors. Like, hey, we've got to change how, right. we, how we're doing this, how we're playing, because right. this endless stream of like conveyor belt of robotic players is not right. really working. And then you look, Roots gets man of the match, well deserved. Yeah, he did uh, well. Cunningham South played for like. 15 minutes. He, he looked like he a live looked, wire. Yeah, looked great. Yeah. Like, there was... Well, also got two and a half minutes or whatever it was. Can't yeah. say anything about that. But the he said, Dingwall, yeah. I felt the worst for it. Hung out to dry. Yeah, oh, he was. Man. Like, he was. Because I don't... I don't. Obviously, at the time, maybe it was something I'm not seeing, but like him and Henry Slade, both really good players. I don't know if that's a combo, though. As a combo? Yeah. No. I was absolutely unconvinced. There's not enough... Talk you about... Still, you still need a bit of size. Form. In there. Like... Those two have some of the breast... Be breast. Ooh, breastfeeding. That's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Organic. Have some of the best prem form. Yeah. And look at... Like, it's just... It didn't show That was all. bizarre. No, they've been put through the England mangle, which takes, yeah. which takes flair. And, and this is why England doesn't pick on form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they just won the argument. You see? I was also interested uh, when Italy decided to start... Uh, uh, Alessandro Garbisi at Scrum Half. Yeah. Uh, because they said Stephen Varney hadn't had the time to practice and get familiar with the squad. 
he Garbisi was all right, but his box kicks were horrible. Yeah. Like eventually they had to stop and they had to boot it out to the fly half to to take those kicks. Call an older brother. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it looked better when Varney came on the field. Yeah. And I felt bad for the younger Garbisi. I came really first. Alessandro, I think. Yeah. And because uh, other than that, I really liked the way he was playing. Yeah, he played a pretty good. Game. A lot of energy, tempos, getting in there. But he had like, a bad. He had a bad misread for England's. Yeah. First exactly. Try. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he's yeah, he's very young. Yeah. yeah. Well, considering Paolo Luis is twenty two or twenty three, <laughs> and he's the older, older brother. brother. Yeah, that guy can't be very old. Yeah, it's a good team. Man, there's there's hope. There's hope for this this team, right? And yeah, it, they just need to get some luck, a little right. bit of luck, some wins. You get some wins, and then all of a sudden you're like you're not always contenders. You're not always a given for the wooden spoon. You're now contenders to be fourth. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, you know? it just. Sucks. Yeah, if they ever get two wins in the tournament, I there might be an earthquake from the parties in Italy. And yeah, it, like, it goes to this: look, who do they beat? That's exactly. the thing. Because they definitely t- were thinking Welsh. This, well, we were all thinking that. Okay, and so let's whatever let's, happened that halftime speech. Let, let's talk sorcery. about this bizarre game. I'm so happy I'm not Scottish, man, because I'd probably have. Yeah, I thought I was going to fall over and die. Oh my god! It was. I. I I watched it. I watched it carefully. I watched over the highlights again, and I still don't completely understand that game. No. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a momentum shift like that. The closest I've seen to that was, ironically, Fiji versus Wales in the World Cup. Yeah. But even then, that was like Fiji going on fire for 20 minutes. This was Wales going on an absolute <laughs> rampage. 38 and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah. It was unbelievable. Just insane. All right, so let's talk first half. So Scotland, Wales, first half. Finn Russell. Wow, messy. Yeah. Fuck. Who more look 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 more like the Messiah to me? Yeah. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Parting yeah. seas everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's a good combination of Finn Russell giving him too much time and space, and that's what he's going to do to you. And Wales' is obviously lack of understanding of time and space. Sure. Yeah. Don't give Finn time. Yeah. Don't Which give was Finn funny because that was one of the quotes Nick Tompkins said coming into the game. Like, before he's like, yeah, they, they, they've obviously got threats everywhere. He's like, but if you have any chance, you got shut down Russell. Like, that's the only chance you have. I like, think I well, watched that interview in full, but then when they asked him, how do you stop Finn specifically, he didn't really have yeah. an answer. Just started right. twitching. Like, it was worth it. Was words, do you know the answer? It was worth <laughs> yeah. salad, right? Tell me. Sure. Yeah. How do you stop Finn <laughs> Russell? Yeah, it was weird. Especially the... I mean, especially you got a youthful squad like that. It means you have pace, you have energy. It's weird they didn't just send missiles at them. The the best uh, thing I saw online during that game too is in the first half. I think was Jesus. Maybe we should have opened the roof and get some atmosphere <laughs> in the stadium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was dead quiet. Yeah, it, it was. was. Even as a Scottish supporter, that first half was like dour. It was odd. I it just it didn't feel like I was watching a Six Nations game. It just was like a weird yeah feeling. Even like. On the good side of it, yeah. I mean, I'm like, what is going on? You no, know, like, you've got this depressed crowd, yeah, watching as their team is just being savagely beaten. Yeah, it was. It almost didn't seem fair. No. And then second half, they said, "Right, well, I, they probably just come out and said, let 'Let's just get something on the board.'" And then well, they I mean, felt one shy. Like in trying to diagnose that game, I'm trying to. I, I've been looking at it and I've been trying to figure out. Okay, what changed? And, I mean, the only two things that I saw. One, Scotland lost their heads. Yeah. As soon as Wales started putting any pressure on them, they started committing penalties. They couldn't get a line-out to save their lives. 
It was just absolutely brutal. 14 penalties on the trot. Yeah, which is crazy because I actually had written down eight minutes, seven, seven minutes, 45 seconds into the game. And Ref was already telling Wales, you already have three offsides, the next one's a yellow. Yeah. They committed, I think, two more penalties the whole game. Yeah. It was remarkable. But then it was at the 47-minute mark, I wrote down, when George Turner took his yellow. Right. It was 27-5. Oh. That was yeah. where it unraveled. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that young Wales team woke up. Yeah. Aaron Wainwright said, get out of my way. I don't even care if you're wearing red, I'll run you down. Yeah, that was astonishing. Like, stole them two bonus points. Yeah. Like, literally, I mean, the whole the whole side played great the second half. But with without a, without Wainwright on the field doing what he did, I don't think they would have gotten now, both I've, bonus points. I've been talking to people, and uh, I've heard a number of people say uh, that Costello coming off made a difference. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, there are some, yeah, and these were, these were Welsh people saying it. I think there's a weird hate on for Costello. Yeah, because he lost you that quarterfinal. Right. Let it go. Because he's secretly 16 and pretending to be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I, don't I, I don't think that was the difference. Like, No, it was the self-destruct that George Turner hit for the whole squad. I said at 47-minute mark. Yeah. Because it was only 27 to 5. Yeah. And the 5 came on that yellow. And then, which I I thought also was kind of that's actually another point we were talking about like not on the not on microphone a couple weeks ago like thinking about what would you like to change? What would you change? Yeah. So that yellow was already going to happen regardless. Yep. They still scored. Yep. Should still be a penalty try. It should still be because like yeah you you actually dotted it down but you've actually now just lost two points by dotting oh, it down. I see what you like, mean. Like that should be a penalty because I don't know what George Turner was trying to do but he ended up on his knees in the middle of that and then dumped people. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't believe, actually, how glaring obviously that was. That should still be a yellow. Yeah, because should be. Should you be deliberately did something right. super so illegal at your try line, if which is always a yellow. If there is a yellow card in the commission of a try or in the achievement of a try, then that becomes yeah. a penalty try. Because if I let anybody yeah. looking at that moving forward, if I hear that yellow, I'm just going to knock around it. Right. I'm going to hold it up there myself. Right. Then, well, that should be set. So a few things. Luke Crosby's... I don't even know what you call it because it wasn't really a ruck yes, yet. So it was no, like we're getting rid of the guy order. before it becomes... Yeah, yeah, which right. is happening all the time yeah, now. Right. It's getting to the point where it's now... It's ridiculous. Yeah. For me, it's ridiculous. It's like the ruck hasn't even developed yet and people are smashing other people out of the way already. Right. Yeah. They're going to have to look at that in the future. Anyways, Crosby hits Costello. And I think 50-50 chance it's a red-yellow every day. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It's but, crazy where we're at. Yeah, sure. it was funny. Like we were, I don't even know if it was on here or not. But said I liked, I liked the way they handled it, and not because I'm a Scottish supporter, but it, they, it reminded me a lot of I think it was two World Cups ago when that uh, Russian fullback who was built like this candlestick yeah. kept knocking out guys with his head on head when Samoan players kept hitting them, and right. they kept dropping. <laughs> and then, but both of them, they're like the, I remember the one like the guy says like the the defender his his back is flat. Right. Hips and knees are bent. Like he's coming in like waist height. Yep. There's nothing else he could have done. He right. just you also happen to be bent over. And it was I was kind of what I was like. It's not as low as that Crosby. One. Yeah. But it was like I like the way they said like he's bent at the hips. He's bent at the knees. He's coming in. He's like fractionally over his own player because he's supporting. He's like what else is he supposed to do? Just let his teammate basically get manhandled yeah. by two guys? Or it's like. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. Like it's you, you can see it every day of the week because the difference between that one and the Porter one when William, uh, Williamson hits him. I mean, Williamson's probably a little bit higher, but you see the shoulder straight to face whereas yeah. it's close to the top of the head. Right. So it, it looks way worse yeah. right? because it's in the face. Yeah, so like the head snaps back. Yeah, yeah. And, again, and his shoulder's not really all the way around yet, yeah. right? So like 
the finest little detail is going to change everything now. Like it, it's you get into a point where everything is so fine in terms of what how you're adjudicating things. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it's too. Well, much. It's reached NFL levels. Oh yeah. Like if you see the NFL analyses, and it's like okay, here are the twelve points necessary to make this a legal catch. Are all twelve points met on this threshold? And it's like, come on, just play the game. Yeah, exactly. Understand. As a brand, though, the NFL needs to get it right. Sure, but I would still make the argument that it's better for people to understand that on that field, sometimes people are going to get it wrong. And accept that that's part of doing business, that that is part of the game. Nobody is going to make every call 100% correct. 100%. And if you have a French TV director, you won't even get to see half of it. Yeah. Again, where I will give NFL its due is when it's a real, real call, that ref goes under uh, whatever the stupid thing is, and he's Mm -hmm. looking at a screen on his own. Why is it that we still have refs looking at big big screens? Yeah. Yeah. Fans are constantly fucking jeering. Yeah, exactly. Go to the sideline. You have another 10 officials on the sideline. Have someone give you a massive fucking tablet and look at it and make the ruling on yourself. Why does everyone in the crowd need to sway your decision in any little way they can? Yeah. It's an interesting thing to watch, actually. You watch how many times in a game, if something happens, it's put up on the big screen. The referee hasn't done anything yet. It's put up on the big screen. The crowd goes insane. Yeah. And the ref says, hold on, let's have a look at this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, mm, boy, that's really not how that's supposed to be working. No. Yeah. It was funny because it was saying that like almost, you can almost take out like the TMO side of it, right? By just giving like the guy, the actual team of three on the field the tablet. But I love when, is it Ben Whitehouse mm. is on TMO? Is He always gets it right. He's good. Yeah, like, He's very he, good. Yeah, like just right to the T. Like, I like him. There was the one yesterday where he said he's like, uh, I have no conclusive yeah. try or no try. What was your what was your call in the field again? Yep. No try. Okay, you have to stick with that and like boom, get on the game. And it was yeah, it was the right call. Yeah, yeah. absolutely was. But because he's Welsh too, isn't he? Yep. So is it like a Welsh refing thing? Because Nigel Owens was part of that. Like yeah, maybe that guy fifty meters that way was offside by three inches, but we're just gonna carry. He's, like, he's very shut good. Up. He's yeah. he's. He's quite good as well on the field. He's mm-hmm. quite a good ref. Uh, his dad was a ref, I believe. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think he's he's quite good. Just for me, I feel like a lot of the stuff in terms of refereeing is very amateurish still mm. in world rugby. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But that's me. That's me yeah. criticizing some of the things that were the way it's done. Some right. decisions here and there. I don't criticize the ref. I'll never go online and abuse anyone because right. I don't think like. Everyone's going to make mistakes. No, get a life. You couldn't pay me enough to be rough. So no, I wouldn't. Like, no, exactly. but I understand the point you're making. You're making about the the mechanics, the process, the institution of refereeing. These things could be further professionalized. Yeah, one example. One example specifically too is in the England Italy game. The TMO comes in, tells Paul Williams what actually happened. It was off the head, knock on line out. Sorry, yeah. it's Italy's ball. Yeah, they've decided that the TMO doesn't come in for. Minor things like that. Right. Last year, Luke Pierce literally in a game on the big screen. There's a knock on, and uh-huh. he's like, "We don't, we don't ref by video. We don't ref by video. Right. Like, Screw on." And literally this week, there's Paul Williams being told, "Nope, sorry, it's their lineup." Yeah. Right. So, which again, I like. It needs. Like, I think it needs to be the the second way. I do too yeah. because it was fast. The lineup exactly. hasn't happened, and exactly. it was within 15, 20 seconds. The yeah. game was still moving on. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. But we need to stick with it. Yeah. Rugby has a way of doing things, introducing laws, doing this, doing this. This is what we're looking for, and all of a sudden it changes. Ireland France game. They're talking about how we're speeding up the game. Right. Refs do not want lull times. We don't want to wait. 
And then what happens? Halfway through the game, everyone's slowing down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I- England, Italy, everyone's slowing well, down. It's even the Scotland yeah. game. I think like they forgot to tell Scotland, hey, uh, you don't all have wooden peg legs. Stop dragging <laughs> ass to every line. Oh, it was Get brutal. to the freaking line. Especially was, in the game you're controlling. Why yeah, would you want to do it that? It was brutal. But, uh, that, yeah. That, that was literally their yellow card, yellow card tactic was walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man. I mean, did it miraculously, but, like, even a Scottish sport, let's get moving. If I were, yeah, if I were Gregor Townsend, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah, I'd be pissed, and I would. I would imagine Jamie Ritchie doesn't play next week. Not, mm. not start. No, no. Especially offense. that's interesting, right? So he didn't get captaincy because form, which was injury and the form of other guys. But when I saw he was wearing the seven shirt, and only because Darge isn't fully wasn't yep. fully fit. I mean, to me, that means you're not even going to be in the squad next week because right. you're not taking Luke Crosby is just a Peter workhorse. Yeah. He provides that deceiving size. And then Matt Fagerson, for me, like just relentless. Yeah. He's just relentless. He's Even when he's well. bad, has a bad game, it becomes an okay game because this is the sheer volume we put in. Yeah. And Jack Dempsey's gonna offer you way more off the bench than Jimmy Ritchie will, which yeah. again, that's not necessarily taking the shot at Jimmy Ritchie, it's more speaking to Dempsey. But because yeah. Roy Darge is one of your captains as soon as he's back on. He's all court, he's on the field. Oh, and I have to mention because you brought him up last week. In terms of engine rooms of that Scotland side, Tuipolo too. Yeah. What a great game he yeah. had. What a know. difference it made when he was off the field with that yellow. Yeah. But uh, wow, did that guy provide go forward ball. Yeah. And then he can also do, like I said, he can do it all like last, I don't even know if it was World Cup or whatever it was last year. He's hitting rubbers through while getting hit for Hugh Jones just to jump on his way. Yeah. He can, well, he's got a little Southern Hemisphere style. Of 12 yeah, he does. He's got everything going on. To your previous point, Darge, Fagerson, Dempsey. You need size. You're playing France. They're going to be pissed. Exactly. And I think Crosby comes off the bench. Anyways, yeah. Cam, Cam Redpath, why did you get him in in the 70-something minute? I know. I don't understand when he came in, he was, He's yeah. got this weird ability to like swing his hips that I've only ever seen on like Conrad Smith do. Again. With this weird thing where like my body's still... Kind of reminds me of what is it, the Irish jig, where like your legs right, are like half rotation from your body. <laughs> it's so his bizarre. Legs he just like me of his body. yeah, he just like slides through that there wasn't even a hole there, but he got through somehow. You know, I'm, you know, I I love Redpath. I think he's fucking exceptional. Twelve, and yeah. I thought he would have started twelve, and I thought Tupolotu would have been thirteen. And then you watch Hugh Jones play, and don't get me wrong, I thought he was okay. Right, but he needs the twelve to be on in order for him to be on. So, like, I didn't understand why they waited so long to bring Cam Rapath on. Yeah. No, it, I mean, I understand why he's coming off the bench, but I don't understand why they waited that long. Like, yeah, I think, me, I think in the heat of the moment, Gregor Townsend forgot. Just, I, oh, think, yeah. I think Townsend, again, I, I like Townsend as a coach. I think he's what he's done with Scotland is unreal, considering what they deal with, population, funding, everything. Yeah. It, it sucks, but what he's done is very well. In that game yesterday, what the fuck took so long to get your subs on? Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Everything is going to shit. Like, so either he believes in his team or he doesn't believe in the bench. Honestly, yeah. I think I think even for an experienced coach, hopefully like, he didn't forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Even for an experienced coach like Townsend, I don't think in real time there was any way to comprehend what was happening. That no, was bizarre. How Scotland was doing what it's doing. How Wales was doing what it was doing. And I think that I don't. I don't mean to say that Gregor Townsend got caught like a deer in headlights, but I don't think in real time he understood just how drastic what was happening was and the moves that he had to make to defend it. So maybe do we say he froze? 
I think he froze a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. So because I, so I wrote down almost every try that happened at the minute mark, but I forgot when Dyer scored, which made it the twenty-seven twelve. Right. But that was somewhere between forty-seven and sixty. I would have brought on on that try. I would have brought on George Horn at the time because I mean, Ben White wasn't playing bad, but yep. the intensity and the pace that George Horn brings on the field it just automatically puts him under more pressure. Give him a bit more time. He again saying that one guy would have. We like funny. Scotland still won the game. That's the funny part. But well, I know. But it would have everybody who talks about that game talks about it like yeah, it was, was, what what did Scotland do wrong? Nobody was talking about anything else. Yeah, especially you think about like how much they've talked about it forever. Like that's the first time they've won in Cardiff in twenty one years, twenty two years, twenty two years. We won the game, and that's not even what's being talked about. No, that's the that crazy is thing. not the subject it's of like, discussion at all. So I'll go. I'll, I'll give you the couple notes I have, and just to, when they did, I think they asked Finn Russell about the game. They're like, "It's the first time you've won in 21 years," and the first thing he brought up was how disappointing it was that I love they didn't close yeah. that game. Mm. And like, I love it because online, I'm like, "Fuck, man, that's on. That's honestly, yeah, you just won 21 year, 22 year drought. Yeah. The first thing you're bringing up is the fact that." What the fuck just happened? We just collapsed. Right. Right? I like that. That's honesty right there. So for me, five lineouts lost in the first half. Oh, right off. Right? So that has to contribute to getting Scotland more ball. You can't let your set piece. You're fucked. Yeah. At this level, you're fucked. Yeah. I don't even say lost. I would say given away. They were, they were mostly <laughs> take overthrows. It, take they were mostly yeah. overthrows. So yeah. Lloyd, when Lloyd came on, was it just me? Again, this is non-rugby stuff. Yeah. But like... I don't know what's going on with that stash. I know. But you don't see the sides. No. You just see the, let's say, Charlie Chaplin portion. Yeah, exactly. That's a very yes. generous way of putting yes. it. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, the you guys know that's not working. The first thing yeah. that came to mind, that's the first thing I saw. Is, Ooh, this is gonna, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah, we're not calling you out, we're calling you in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, second half, I think Wales just, for me, I think, I think chain, they were just like unshackled. Go. Yep. You got nothing to lose at this exactly point. Exactly. I was going to say. Came out with nothing to lose. And the one person I do want to mention is Alex Alex Mankit, the kid yeah, from Cardiff. Debut. Right. Right. I think he, he does. He's not very big by no. international standards. I think he's twenty years old. I've watched him play a couple games for Cardiff, and I was like, oh fuck, this kid looks pretty good. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Which also got scored on debut. That's got to be sweet, right? Yeah, Un- the dude still like, got. He probably still hasn't gone. To- I know. Yeah, that was, I thought that too. I was like, oh my god, I saw that too. Right, it's like this is a kid. Wow, yeah. I like, I was super super impressed. So, I mean, oh shocker, Welsh can produce back rows, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no shit. Yeah. So like, I'm looking. I think I'm looking forward to Wales playing going forward because I'd want to see Wales in that second half more often than I want to see what Wales were doing in the first half. Correct. Yeah. Wales in that first half. Again, now Scotland's beat him. Yeah, I want to see the second half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to see that. Where are we paying Gatlin 650, three quarters of a million dollars for a year to play that first half rubbish that they're still trying to play? Yeah, it was one No half. offense. No. I, no, I didn't even know they were trying to play the first half. I'll be honest. I don't know what was going on. It was like... I, I think that it's going to take two, maybe three games... For all the rest of us to figure out what the hell is going on with Wales. Yeah. Because that game showed us we don't know what the hell is going on with Wales. No, but what they did, what it really did show was what we were talking about last time, like that Gatlin factor. Yeah. And that is the literally win. band of misfits, essentially, that are apparently very coachable. Because whatever got factor. Yeah, whatever got said at halftime. Yeah. It was like the Rob, it was like a, it had like a Rob Baxter feel to it. Yeah. What he's done with the Chiefs, where it's like, Hey, you, were, you weren't supposed to be good. What the hell just happened to that second half? Yeah. Where did this come from? Like, you were supposed to be down to, for a year. To that point, yeah. Chiefs have 
Chiefs aren't playing the same game plan per se. It has oh, evolved no. a bit. Whereas Wales, it seemed like they're still trying to play the same game plan that they introduced 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah, hey, this it. worked in 2011. Right. It's got to work now. Are you bringing in a coach to coach a certain way and then the team itself, it, now he's trying to pick players based on what he wants to do? Right. Or is he coaching with what he has? Yeah. And it's I infuriating. Don't even, I don't even know what the answer is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all right, but let's, speaking of things we don't know, let's talk about next week. One thing before, before okay. we continue. The, the commentary. Remember how we talked about the commentary? Oh. So Wales score their bonus point try. As they're lining up for that kick, all the commentators. All Scotland are missing right now is a priest to read them their last rites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's pretty savage. Dude, it was super yeah. funny. Like, that guy was, like, he had just some, he was, had some one-liners that were on point for me. They were hilarious. But we haven't even talked about the biggest game of the weekend. Go on. Portugal lost to Belgium. Oh, yeah. Portugal lost to Belgium? Yeah, that's why I'm depressed. Yeah. No. That's why I'm depressed. We went from the greatest game in our history to beating Fiji at a World Cup to the very next game that we play. Oh. We lost to a team ranked 29th. Yeah, a country known for waffles. 29th? <laughs> they are really good waffles. Oh, they're fantastic. But they uh, shouldn't yeah, win your rugby games. That, that <laughs> feels like a positively Canadian experience. I mean, come on. You know, lost. if anybody's going to lose to a team ranked 29th, damn it, it's going to be Canada. Thanks, Kingsley. Well, we've got to be close to 29th now, though. Oh, oh yeah. man. Uh, yeah, so they lost 10-6 to Belgium. And just to kind of make that point, last year that fixture had Portugal winning 54-17. Where is Belgium coming from? I don't know, but I, I tell but you. That. I know, that the, I know wow. it's not a fluke. Like, I know Belgium has been well, coming they, up. They've been getting better. I don't know. Maybe all their hosts are hanging on this massive tight head they have. I swear to God, this guy's like Barney Rubble size. He is just Oof. all gut. Jeez. Wow. Huge. Wow. I'm pretty sure I saw him in the Portuguese tight head throwing some fisticuffs. Sweet. Excellent. You got to keep it in the game. Got to respect that. Yeah. Oh, and another thing. If I go back... Yeah. I punch. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, <laughs> I know. Go back. That's. I don't remember if it was you guys I was talking about this or something, but like I, I would love for a change in world rugby. Every single player gets exactly one punch. Yes. Free in a game. Second one, you're gone. By that, because then like you, st- everyone stays a little bit in check, because you know I might get s- like just slugged once just right slugged. in the face. But then you're also hesitant to throw it because you're like, I've only got one bullet. Okay. So once it's gone, I'm screwed. I'm gonna I'm gonna refine that to say the team gets one punch. Ooh. One punch. You get to nominate a guy. Well, you see, but this is it, right? It becomes the game within a game because if one of your guys is a hothead, loses it early, and throws the punch, the rest of the team is pissed at that guy. Is like you just blew our punch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you because no rule against that. <laughs> yeah. True. There you go. Oh, you see, modern problems. Yeah. Well, rugby. Let's solutions. Yeah. They have their hands full. They have their hands full. They can't figure anything out. In this game, the European Championship, which is Division Two of the Six Nations, there's no TMO. There's no TMO. Mm, There's no TMO. So talk about amateur. It's an amateur organization where these guys are fully capped professionals playing in a game that is the best, sort of the best they have all year round. It's not a World Cup cycle. And there's no TMO in their game. That's insane. Now, as a front row slash back row slash someone who got every now and then heated, yeah, the tail a little bit. Yeah, that is the dream. <laughs> there like, was <laughs> you're playing full fledged, but yeah, I can still slug you and just carry on. There was a massive brawl in the game, yeah. and there was more going on than I think the refs saw because they ended up yellow carding the wrong guy. Oh jeez, and it's just you probably did something. Just get off. Yeah, like, yeah. He was on the other side of the field. Okay, you oh, maybe did. I replayed it back because oh, the commentators were saying I replayed it back, and I'm watching him walk over slowly. 
And he's the one that got yellow card. Wow. Okay, that is a guy who has genuinely been hard <laughs> yeah, done by, by the ref. Yeah, I actually didn't deserve it this time. <laughs> I would have just punched someone then. I'm like, okay, I'm going off. I might as well make a count. And just hit someone. Yep. Wow. All right, so duly noted. Tragedy for Portugal. Should be making more headlines. I blame Tadger's retirement. Because so, uh, you've done that guy in justice. Yeah. God. Couldn't win many lineouts. I don't know what the stats were, but the lineups were poor, so. Oh, come back, Tadger. Come back. Do they have, come problems, back, do they have problems clearing their own end, too? Because bring them on for that. Yeah. No, bring them on for everything, actually. All right. So, next week, what's going to happen, boys? I do not know. I'm expecting the game at Murrayfield to be quite good. I don't. Because, funny, Scotland played well for 43 minutes, but they're going to come out pissed. Yeah. And kind of embarrassed. Yeah. France obviously are going to be coming out firing, but yeah, what's their team going to look like? I mean, this is it, right? Like France coming off a loss is dangerous, but France away not so strong. Yeah, paired and, with Scotland being at home, and they yep. treat Murrayfield like a fortress. Yep, France don't have a good record there. No, they no. don't. France it's going to be. I'm very intrigued to see. But we were just talking about what Townsend picks 10, 12, 13, right. because. I don't, like, I, you probably thought I was arguing with you before when you said it was going to be Redpath in Sioni. I said, like, I think that's what it deserved to be going in. Right. But I just didn't, and I was right, but I didn't see them going against Sioni and Hugh Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. But now, it, cause, so basically it showed we value that midfield pairing more than the 10-12. But the glimpse we saw of Redpath, that 12, I think it's, it's got to be Hugh Jones maybe to the bench or Slinging Waters. I don't know, but... I think Redpath and Sione, you've got to have them. Yeah. What, what do I know, man? I don't know, really. I just love the game so much. I yeah. watch it all the time, well, right? But what do I know? There's clearly something there between Topolautu and Hugh Jones oh, that they the like. Oh, the synergy. Yeah. yeah. But I think, for me, I thought there was more I thought there was more opportunity because of Finn and Redpath playing together more often. Yeah. Finn is such a linchpin. He, he is the key for Scotland week in, week out. So why not give him the biggest outlet he has at Bath, which is Redpath? Because exactly. he just dishes him the ball. And he's not a traditional 12-er. He's just going to power over the line. He no. does stuff with right. the ball. Yeah, he makes right. other people look good. more options. So for me, I, I thought, why not, right? But they went the other way. They wanted, <clears throat> maybe it's just because it's an international rugby. They need a 12 that can, can batter the ball a little bit more. That yeah. can bang. Oh, anyway. So, Scotland or France? Oh, man. Come on, pal. Uh, what do I know, man? For, I'm going to go Scotland. I'm going to go Scotland. Yeah, I'm back them too. Weirdly enough, I'm back in Scotland as well. Yeah. I think that this is their opportunity. I also think if they're going to go anywhere in this tournament, they have to win this game. Yeah. yeah. And it's an interesting thing where, you said, they're coming off of a win, but yet they're so they're going to be positive with some things, but they're also going to be pissed. Right. And that's, that's, that, that's a weird combination to have. Like a good one going into a game, especially a game you know you have to be up for because France is coming. Yeah, yeah, they are. But, but and they need to win. If yeah. any team was ever good at imploding, it's France. Yeah, Scotland tried to rival them, but yes, yeah. <laughs> well, France, France of old. France of old. But this is—it's hard to shake those ghosts once they come a knocking. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. I I truly hope they do season two. Because I imagine season two of Full Contact is Sean Edwards <laughs> saying a lot of fucking. Oh yeah, you're gonna see Paul Williams. There's gonna be there's gonna Williams be the most gonna threaten to fight someone. There's yeah. gonna be the most savage Franklish you've ever seen. Th- that literally should be the whole episode. It's just him <laughs> tearing people up. Yeah. How many people did it take to hold him back? Oh, <laughs> oh my really god. Like, ooh. Oh man. All right. Wales, England. I. I I gotta go England. I think Wales is just too inexperienced, and I backed England to win the whole thing. So I guess <laughs> oh, I, that's fair, I guess yeah. I gotta stay committed. Okay. Uh, Dylan, 
I'm, I'm going to say England, but I think we're going to see some changes from last week. Okay. And Marcus Smith coming on? If no. he's healthy. Yeah. Maybe, but... He might miss the entire con. I'm kind of hoping for... I don't even know how that back row would work, but I was kind of hoping to leave Roots on but get Cunningham South mm-hmm. on the field just because I think what he He'd showed for like 16 minutes. But I mean, no. That's what I would think, but... And it's funny, actually, we're talking about like Underhill and Ben Earl did almost nothing to retain their spot. Ben so. Earl did a little more, but Underhill was yeah. missing. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's going to be some changes. Like specifically, I'm curious to see how they play the centers. Mm-hmm. And but I think England's going to take it. I think it's going to be a way better game than it should, we would have expected after right. yesterday. Well, I got to agree. I mean, my heart says Wales, but uh, I got to go England. Yeah. I think England's. This is where England's experience is going to choke out Wales. Yeah. And I don't think that they're going to drop the ball the same way that Scotland did. Scotland kind of panicked. Everybody watched it happen. Got too confident. Yeah, I don't think it's so, yeah. Ireland-Italy, there's a challenging decision. Love to say Italy. Love to say that, but... Why are you going to hate on the Irish? (sighs) Man, I... I already picked England. I can't think of Ireland. Here's the thing. (laughs) Ireland is like, they're greater... They're a great team. I wouldn't say they're the greatest collection of individuals no. as rugby players. No, it's a compliment. To yeah, no, people not. Of course, they're, they're, yeah, they're number one in the, exactly. Like, I don't know if they're number one. I think they're still number two or three. But they're one of the greatest teams in the world at the moment, right? Individually, though, if you're putting a team together of the best players on the planet, how many Irish players would you actually take? That's a good point. You know what I mean? And again, it's not a knock on them because I think they're they're exceptional. But I think that makes it that can make them even more. Better? I don't know. In a way, because they come together and they do what they have There's to do. There's almost to win not games. one guy you can key on. Like no, and again, you take out Sexton, you put Crawley, and you take out Mac Hansen, you put Nash in, you take yeah. out one of your more experienced locks, and you bring in a behemoth of a man. Yeah, you got and Ian like, Henderson didn't dress. Yeah, like, the, take out Ring Rose and put in Henshaw. Yeah, which I thought was gonna be a very big loss for them because I'm not the biggest Ring Rose fan but on defense he makes very good decisions very often and if Francis Centers were firing that could have been a good 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 spot where I would have thought the weak weakness would have been for Ireland but I can't it'll need to keep it within 20 alright Dylan I'm gonna go Ireland and uh, I was gonna it sounds funny I don't know why I want to say I think McCarthy's gonna go man of the match again if he plays if he plays okay I think because again, Italy's a you don't usually go full noise, unfortunately, still. But being only 22, I think he Pharaoh might just throw him in every game. That's so unnecessary to say. I think he's going to do it, but I'm just going to go right down at it. All right, and same here. I mean, I got to go Ireland. Like, I want Italy to grab a win. I don't think this is their week to do it. So there it is. Front row of the weekend. All right, let let's each pick one. So, yeah, make it interesting. Dylan, pick your hooker. See, which was funny to me because I actually, I'm not going to say the name, but Loosehead to me was the only one I thought that was a clear. Okay. Because at hook, I, for 46 minutes, I would have said George Turner because he was doing. Me too. Just some really unnoticed, uh, unappreciated, Mm -hmm. like cleaning up garbage, doing this, obviously abrasive. And then, but with that yellow card that, Almost cost them the gangs it shut everything yeah, down. Yeah, because it undid Scotland. I was kind of torn between him and Sheehan, but most because nobody, re- even Sheehan didn't play great. Nobody really put their hand up. Like, George Turner, I think, was the closest, but for 46 minutes. Yeah. So it was a it was a weird one. Like, I, I think it was him, but. All right. Loose head, JT. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Well, 
I would have said the Belgian loose head because that guy <laughs> yeah. jacked. Just like, had a feeder of pissing him off. He yeah. looked, he was like he had this Ellis Genge thing about him, but just like bulky, like just mm, big, geez. big ripped, eh? But for me, it's it. I want to say Fischetti. That's okay. why. So I yeah. has to as be well. Fischetti. Like I understand Italy lost, and I think what he does. And again, I'm gonna keep saying this because I think the guy is world class as a loose head. I think he's one of the best loose heads in the world. He just unfortunately plays in a team that Stuck doesn't win. Tiers. Doesn't yeah. win, right? So for me, it's Fischetti. But I thought Schumann, uh, Schumann played yeah, very exactly. well. Yeah, he had Andrew a good game. Porter played well outside of the scrummaging and stuff like that. But when you put the game all together, it has to be Fischetti yeah. for me. I wrote him down because I put he had 16 tackles and at scrummaging he was a rock. And I was, was, I'm, I'm was just, why I picked it. I didn't check the stats, but I'm just assuming he has more than one run run meter. Opposition, John Farrell's favorite. Yes, yeah, there it is. Yeah. So for tight head, honestly, tight head was not an easy one to pick because nope. I don't think the tight heads really distinguished themselves. But I'm going to say Winnie Antonio. Yeah, I agree on that one as well. Yeah, yeah, because he was a difference maker. Yep. And in terms of his work in scrummaging, in terms of his work carrying the ball, I would say he also probably made it more than one carry meter. Yep. And uh, falls forward once. Oh. <laughs> That's the new bare minimum. Maybe. That yeah. is the new bare minimum. Yeah. And I would also say for honorable mention for front rows, you got to say Corey Domachowski. Yeah. Because he yeah. actually lasted. <clears throat> like, I'm not sure if he made it 80 minutes or played. 78. Yeah. yeah. But he was there almost to the end, which, I mean. And he wasn't just hanging on. No. He was playing. Yeah. Good. No. Looks like, good. for a guy who can, for a front row who can make a contribution for a full 80, well, good luck to you, pal. Yeah. And the funny, the one note I added about Antonio was he, Green everything was for me. What really kind of get it did it for me was once for sure. I'm pretty sure there was twice where the biggest guy in the field he made a covering drift tackle <laughs> on an outside back to prevent a try. Yeah, and yeah, you still lost, yeah. but that's ridiculous. Like it was just a, it was phenomenal watch. Yeah. That was kind of I don't know who I didn't even have a tight head down. I had two options for everything else. Tight head. I'm like nobody threw their hand up again, but yeah, Antonio played a, a full complete game. Yeah, he did. I think so, too. All right, lads. Anything else to close out? I got nothing. In which case, we wish everybody an awesome week. We look forward to talking about next week's features. And as always, we finish... Fuck Kinsley Jones. Jones. Have a good week, everybody.